Hey, I'm Bruce Franks Jr., star of St. Louis Superman, and you are listening to Contra Zone. This is ContraZoom, where we go back and forth about film. I'm your host, Dakota Arsenault, and today's episode is presented by Aesthetic Magazine. Something happened on August 9th when he was born. What happened? On August 9th, 18-year-old Michael Brown was gunned down in Ferguson, Missouri. This is my time to stand up. I've been to 167 funerals. That eats at you. If you would have told me four years ago, I'd be a state representative, I'd cuss you out. Please say, Mom, I'm doing this to change the world for my kids. I know that we Today, I'm joined by Bruce Franks Jr., a twice-elected representative for the Missouri Legislature, an activist who works with the Community Justice Action Fund, a successful battle rapper, and the star of the Oscar-nominated documentary short film, St. Louis Superman. How are you today, Bruce? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I have to start with the beginning. You're shown in the film as gaining notoriety by being a powerful voice during the Ferguson protest after the unjust death of Michael Brown. Were you always interested in politics, or did the events that transpired awake something new in you? Oh, I absolutely was not. Um, I, I wasn't physically engaged. Um, didn't really, you know, didn't really engage in the process until... Michael Brown was killed August 9, 2014. Interesting. Uh, are you able to talk about the, the origins of your nickname, the St. Louis Superman? Oh, yeah. It really came from um, just me doing the community work, showing up um, whenever I was called, you know, whether I was, was up to it or not, whether I was uh, physically and mentally uh, prepared or not. I always showed up for the community when they called. I always showed up for family in St. Louis when they called. Um, I kind of had this ability to be everywhere at the same time, well, the illusion of being everywhere at the same time. And that's, you know, they just gave me that name, um, came from the power that I invested into the people, um, as well as the power that I had from being an elected official, being a community leader, and showing how, you know, that that power only comes from the community. That's not something that, that's just exclusive to a person. And so, uh, when they start calling me Superman, I ran with it. <laughs> Do you remember your reaction the first time you heard that nickname? Um, I think I, I think the first time I heard it, it was kind of like a pause. Uh, so I think it was a family member that said, I think it might have been my mom. Uh, like, you know, you're Superman, right? Like, oh, you might have something there. <laughs> but I remember just kind of like pausing and looking like, oh, and then it just, I think after that, it just started coming uh, regularly. Now, I'm sure you had privately and publicly told the story of both you and of your brother, Christopher Harris, many times. But did having to speak about it on camera for the purpose of the wider public seeing it come with any challenges? Um, Yeah, it always does when you have to, because every time you tell the story, it's reliving it, right? It's reliving, it's re-traumatizing. 
but I, I, it works both ways. Um, it's also empowering because telling your story is a superpower and, and people, in order to know where you're going, they got to know where you're from. They got to know where you came from, uh, what's happened to you, some of the challenges and barriers that you face. And, you know, that was one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, you know, thing that happened, tragedy that happened in my life. Um, and so, yeah, it gets hard, like, telling it every time or even mentioning it, but, I mean, it's necessary. Are you able to speak about the, the origins of the film and how the directors, Smriti Mundra and Sammy Khan, came to be involved in your story? Oh, absolutely. So, um, Smriti, she reached out to me, um, and I think reached out is an understatement, because she... She Facebooked me. She she tweeted me. She texted me. She I mean she found every mode of of communication to get in contact with me. After reading a story, um, she came across a news story that was done on me, a profile, and finally, um, after me just kind of being reluctant about like filmmaking and tapping into my personal life, um, especially being in politics, my best friend of mine, Justin Danielle Spradley, was like, hey you need to do this. This is the real deal. And so I called Smithy and we talked and as we talked, they just, you know, her and them, they just made me feel comfortable that, you know, they wanted to tell the real story. They wanted the real story to be told of my community and the work um, and the challenges. And, you know, from there, they did a magnificent job portraying it. So you guys basically hit it off right from the get go then once you finally were introduced? Oh, yeah. First day. The first day we were supposed to actually just uh, meet and it was just going to be cool, right? You meet, everything's good. Nah, they, as soon as she heard my schedule, she's like, do you mind if we start shooting? I was like, sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and we just started shooting that first day. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, one of your achievements shown in the film that occurred while you held office was the public memorial statue unveiling of your brother made of melted down guns in 2017. When you see the statue today, what are your feelings of that? And what do you hope the lasting impact of your brother's legacy will be? Um, I visit the statue. I used to visit the statue every day. Um, the actual statue was, um, created back in, uh, 2007 and it was made of melted gun uh, from the city of St. Louis. Um, but what I hope, what I hope people get from, from that statue and from my brother is just a, a remembrance of how gun violence affects our youth um, and how it is so important that we protect our most vulnerable in our community, um, especially our black and brown communities that suffer from gun violence each and every day and how important it is to treat gun violence from the root cause because Although I advocate for banning certain guns and certain gun legislation, um, none of that would have saved my brother. Uh, what would have saved my brother is community resources, adequate education, and resources for undiagnosed mental health issues in my community. That's what would have saved my brother. Wow. Notably, the film was directed by two non-white directors. Do you think that helped play a role in them understanding your struggle to face off against mostly all-white legislature in Missouri? Um, I, I definitely think it played a role, and uh, I actually thank you for that question as well. Because one of the more one of the important things about this film is, um, from the directors to the producers to 
um, some of the other folks, you know, some of the other cameramen and, and folks who had to do with it, uh, you were looking at a predominantly uh, a, a predominant cast of, of people of color. And that's something that we need. When we're talk, telling these true stories, when we're telling these stories through documentary, I think that's so important that you have folks who are experiencing this on an everyday basis um, who understand, uh, you know, telling these stories and creating this content. So it is authentic. It is real. Um, and it comes out, you know, in the way it needs to come out for the communities it's intended for. Wow. That's great to hear that. The movie St. Louis Superman has gone on quite the ride. It, it screened at the Tribeca Film Festival where it was purchased by MTV Films mm-hmm. and later won the audience awards mm-hmm. at Hot Docs, uh, which is a documentary festival that's both in my hometown and director Sammy Kahn's. Uh, what was your experience like mm-hmm. not being a Hollywood type game to see the growth of your movie and being introduced to new audiences? Um, it was great. It was great. Um you know, I was I went to every single film festival. <laughs> so I was at Hot Docs, and it was my first time in Canada. And so I went to Hot Docs. I went to Tribeca. I went to uh, Missoula, Montana, which is like one of the greatest film festivals ever, the big sky. And to meet folks from all across the United States, uh, even different parts of the world, um, who just have this this infinity for creating. Um, it, it was truly amazing. And for us to be able to get the recognition that we got, um, even moving up to the Oscars, for us just being us, me just being me, a true story, not having to act, not have to do anything fictional or make up anything, but just being real. Um, and we got recognized for that. So that that was, you know, probably the most amazing part and has been the most amazing part of this ride. That's amazing. And that's a great segue that I want to ask you about uh, being nominated for an Oscar and how that accolade maybe helps spread your message of, of peace and togetherness. Um, I, I think it, I think it definitely helped. I think that um, being nominated for Oscar is great in the sense of um, Hollywood. And we talk about resume and we talk about MTV, um, you know, you know, just everything that they put behind the film and Al Jazeera and everybody who had to do with the film. Um, but I think when we talk about this broader message of uh, a story like this, a message like this that resonates with so many people, um, you know, having this world platform, this big platform is, you know, it's just, it's necessary, but we need more. There should be more films, um, you know, getting nominated. There should be more filmmakers uh, of color, more women filmmakers that are that have these great films that I've seen myself that are getting this national attention and accolades because that's what you know using this platform is. I mean, it's just so necessary. I, I completely agree with that. Were you watching the Oscar nominations on January thirteenth earlier this year live, or did you hear about the nomination from someone else? Oh no, we were all watching live. We were all like in different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Um, Smithy was in like Sierra Leone, I think. Uh, and we were all watching. And yeah, it was super early in the morning. But yeah, we were all watching like like live. Wow. What was the first phone call you made then? Um, The first phone call I made, first phone call I made was to Smithy. Uh, it was a FaceTime. And, like, we didn't even say anything. Like, I FaceTimed her, 
And we both just burst out and well, we were probably already crying, but then we burst out in more tears. And we just sat there literally for like three or four minutes crying, <laughs> looking at each other. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. At the Oscars, learning to skateboard in a war zone ended up winning the Best Documentary Short Award, but you still got to attend the ceremony. And throughout this journey, you got to meet uh, people like Mark Ruffalo, Brad Pitt, and Robert De Niro. What were those interactions like? Um, so me and Mark, Mark Ruffalo and I, uh, I've always been a fan of Mark Ruffalo um, as a, you know, as his activism, not just as Hulk and Dark Waters and the movies that he had, but his activism and his, his, him using his platform and his voice. So we met him at a screening actually uh, once before the Oscars. And so he was, you know, he's a big fan of the film. He helped, you know, he helped push it out a little bit uh, on social media. So when we saw each other at the Oscars, it was like this big embrace of like old friends. <laughs> like we've been knowing each other for years, but um, he loved the film. It was great talking to Brad Pitt. Um, good talking to uh, Robert De Niro, and you know, just just these folks who you see every day, you know, on TV and in the big screen, and to see them kind of in their element with other folks and just being just regular folks. It was, you know, that was a good. That was good for me. That's awesome. Were you able to catch up with any of the other fellow nominees in Best Documentary Short Award? And did you have any ones that resonated with you? Oh, um, yes. Um, so all of them, actually, because we, we basically all went on this tour. Like every single, every single film festival, we were together, right? So um, I think the one I learned later on and, or got to meet later on was uh, Cha-Cha, you know? Mm-hmm. And so being able, to, being able to meet them was, was amazing. Um, in the absence of just absolute amazing folks. And, but all together, we, you know, we moved as a unit and it was pretty cool to, you know, even though we were up against each other, it was good to kind of have like this, this short doc family, you know, to, to kind of just operate and maneuver together throughout this entire process. Yeah. And really they were all fantastic. You're, you're in a terrific group of fellow nominees. Absolutely, absolutely. A part of your message is that gun violence is indiscriminate and unfortunately affects youth, much like how it unfortunately took the life of your brother. With MTV Films distributing and airing the movie, what sort of impact are you hoping to have on youth viewers? Um, Just getting them to understand. um, I wish I understood at a young age, a younger age, that what gun violence is, right? What where what's the root cause of gun violence what are the different types of gun violence um how gun violence disproportionately affects my community when i was younger i didn't know that because this is all i knew so i figured everybody or it didn't matter because we were going through this every day um but i didn't know what the root causes were i didn't know how to truly fight it and affect it so i hope that um, the young folks can just see a message that they resonate with, something that will inspire them or empower them to fight. Um, but more importantly, I hope I hope older people see it too and get this notion to move out the way of these young people who are trying to do the work, who want to do the work, who have these amazing ideas, who can give them that knowledge and you know give them that that you know a lot of that wisdom um, from their fight. But 
you know, give it to them and kind of step to the side and let these young people fight because they have amazing ideas, um, but they're being held back in so many different places. And we keep telling them, oh, wait your turn, wait your turn, when really it's their turn now. You know, every single movement you think about was led by young people. Um, so we got to let these young folks flourish. Wow, that's really inspiring to hear that. Uh, before we leave, I'd love to ask you for some examples of, of your own inspirations, whether it's other activists, artists, films, writers, anything else that someone can look into. Um, some of my inspirations uh, go back to, uh, go all the way back to Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, the Black Panthers, Mecca Evers, um, on to, when you think, present day. Uh, a lot of the folks that I fought on side of, all of my Ferguson activists, uh, my brothers and sisters who are here and not here, uh, Erica Garner, you know, rest in peace. Uh, Everybody who led the Stockley protests, like those are my inspirations. Um, that's why I find inspiration. That's why I find uh, my love and support, you know, to push forward. Um, I wish I could give. A, no, I don't. I was gonna say I wish I could give a, a, a slew of of celebrities, and but I I I would rather it, it's the folks who've been fighting with me, the folks who have my back, and the folks who I've seen uh, move mountains with less. So that's where my inspiration comes from, and of course, my mother and my kids. Bruce, thank you so much for spending the time and chatting with me today. If people want to reach out to you or follow your work, what's the best way to do so? Um, the best way is social media. My my Twitter and my Instagram is, is at Bruce Franks Jr. All together, uh, no hyphens, no signs, no nothing, just Bruce Franks Jr. And it's Jr. with a JR. Um, that's the best way to keep in contact with me because I. I live on social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll make sure to share those. St. Louis Superman airs on MTV, MTV2, and VH1 on Monday, May 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Thank you so much, Bruce, for talking with me today. No problem at all. And here are the nominees for Best Documentary Short Subject. In the Absence. Learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Life overtakes me. St. Louis Superman. And walk, run, cha-cha. I want to thank Bruce Franks Jr. and MTV Studios for this interview. Today's show is presented by Aesthetic Magazine. I also wish to thank Eric and Kevin Smale for the theme music and Stephanie Pryor for the logo design. Make sure you follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ContraZoomPod, or send me an email, ContraZoomPod at gmail.com. Lastly, it would really help the show grow if you rate and review this on wherever you listen to podcasts, especially on Apple Music, where visibility helps the show the most. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.